Hey everybody, welcome back to episode 21 of The Sandler Files. Today, me and my co-host Jeremy reviewed Hotel Transylvania 4, Home Team, and the Bulletproof Films. Enjoy. Oh, Uh, yeah, so, so hi everybody, uh, just waiting for Jeremy to get here, he's running a little late today, not sure why, he's been having some late nights, you know, I don't know where he goes all day, but he's, he's raking in a lot of cash, so, oh, hey, hey Jeremy. Uh, uh hey, 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 are you already recording? Yeah, we, you know, we always record right on the dot at, uh, 3.30 a.m. Yeah, sorry, I, uh. I just caught up with some stuff, you know, paperwork and, uh, you know, just stuff that I was doing. So, whatever. Yeah, I understand. Let's, let's, let's I get understand. into this. Let's okay. get into this. What's, uh, what's, uh, what is that? What is that sound coming from you? That's my, that's my insulin pump, Max. And it's actually really offensive that you would ask that question. Uh, I apologize. I, has it always talked like that? It's a new, it's a new software update. Okay. A new firmware okay. update. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. They added Siri integration. So... Ah, okay. Watch this. Hey Siri, give me insulin. That's it, dude. That's the sound. It's the wow. insulin sound. Technology's amazing. Yeah. What movies did we watch this week? Okay, we we watched or a lot. Over the break. Oh my god, we're back. Yeah, it's ladies been a while. and gentlemen. I just want to say something back. real quick. Yeah. In the last episode, um we said that if three people added us on Twitter and said exactly uh watch a monkey movie and then a period all in lowercase. Three different people, if they tweeted that at us, we would yeah. watch all of the Planet of the Apes movies. Unfortunately, <laughs> that didn't happen. We only got one tweet, which was from Jeremy. Uh, I really wanted to make this happen. only one. I should I should have made that <laughs> Twitter you. bot I built. I should have had that. Oh, just yeah, yeah. Send that that over would have been genius. Yeah. Um, Unfortunately, I will never watch those. <laughs> now Max can never watch them for the rest of his life. Yeah. But we did. It's been a busy break yeah. uh, in terms of Sandler-related content. Uh, I think we'll probably put in an intro uh, off the top that says what we watched, but it was it was Hotel Transylvania yes. Four, Home Team, and Bulletproof One and Two. Yeah, so there's a Bulletproof Two, I guess. Bulletproof was what we spun, but uh, Hotel Transylvania Four and Home Team both came out naturally in re- release order. Yes. yes. So we thought we'd catch ups that were never like. Otherwise, we're just gonna be constantly behind. We're always gonna be at a deficit. Of course, of course. No, it's good. To, it's good to stay up to date on the modern Sandlers. You know, people want to hear our takes. Of course. Let's do Hotel Transylvania 4 first, because we've covered that before. All we right. did the trilogy pretty recently. Yeah, yeah. That was like two episodes ago. So. Yeah. Um, Woo! It was uh, Amazon Prime direct, <laughs> direct to streaming release. Yeah, a little bit uh, rough. Adam Sandler wasn't in it. They replaced him with an impersonator. Kevin Same James, as Kevin James. Also not in it. David Spade is, is in still in it. Rob Schneider's still in it. Yeah. Steve yeah. Buscemi's still in it. Oh, Rob Schneider isn't in these. I'm Rob dumb. Schneider's not in it. Uh, Andy Samberg's still in it. Yeah. They got most of the cast. It was just Sandler and Kevin James. And Sandler's daughter, Sadie Sandler, right, right. did so, not reprise her role. I, I don't understand what happened there. But What went on behind the scenes? I mean, it was, like, fine, I guess. I would not recommend Hotel Transylvania 4. No, it's if you like... The three other ones, if your kids like them, like, there's a fourth one. Yeah, if you have kids and they want fun uh, Transylvania-based movies, sure. But this one was dumb. It's basically the first one again. Like, 
It does go over the same. Each ideas. sequel had a different like relationship that was at the core. So the first one was Johnny and Drac, and then the second one was Drac and Mavis. The third one was Drac and like the new uh, female lead. Right, it was Drac getting back into dating. Yeah, getting back Van into Helsing's dating. Van Helsing's... Drac and kid. his heart were the, were yes. the relationship. This one's Drac and Johnny again, so it's like, okay, we've done this it before. Is yeah. So I wasn't a big fan. I think I thought it retread familiar ground and uh yeah would not recommend i they probably shouldn't have done a fourth one maybe sandler knew that you know yeah he, he could tell when, they, know, when the, the series things. was losing its juices yeah not a lot to say about that one uh, i yeah except we just didn't ninja enjoy tyler blevins is in it i forgot ninja's <laughs> in it we didn't know he's in it he was in the credits uh he plays party monster so really cool if you know who that is uh He's a gamer. He's a professional gamer. <laughs> and he plays ho- Fortnite. He's in Hotel Transylvania, so that's dope. Yeah. I have some trivia about Hotel Transylvania yes. 4, just before we wrap this up. Uh, we're moving quick because this is not that important. Mm-hmm. Uh, Steve Carell was considered to replace Adam Sandler. Ah. And they couldn't get him. Uh, <laughs> in addition, Jim Carrey was considered to replace Kevin James. They're really shooting high for yeah, Adam you Sandler replacement. The upgrade going from... Adam Sandler and Kevin James to Steve Carell and Jim Carrey. <laughs> I feel like Steve Carell would just be doing Gru, though. Like, it wouldn't be very interesting. Probably, yeah. I, I can picture him doing, like, the Transylvania voice, though. Yeah, I think, I think it would I figure cool. that's why. But Jim Carrey uh, would never in a million years, I don't think. The final interesting piece of trivia, Steve Buscemi, who voices Wayne the werewolf, gets turned into a human. Mm-hmm. When his wolf pups are looking for their dad, he says his name is actually Walter. This is a possible nod to Hubie Halloween, an Adam Sandler oh. Netflix movie in which Steve Buscemi plays a man who thinks he's a werewolf and is named Walter. That's, oh my god. Isn't okay, that so good the trivia? Sandler, Sandler vs. Real. Sandler vs. Um, Real in Hotel Transylvania is part of it. We talked about that in the Hubie Halloween episode, how he's wearing the same clothes as the werewolf. Are you telling me we called this two years ago? Well, somebody on IMDb called it two years ago and, <laughs> and we, we just read said it, it off. <laughs> okay. Um, I like to believe it's the same person that wrote that yeah. trivia has been monitoring <laughs> right. the Steve Buscemi werewolf lore. For sure. Um, that's all we have to say okay, about that's good. On to home team. On to home team. team. Kevin James. Kevin James. Uh, playing Sean Payton, a disgraced <laughs> NFL coach. Okay, let's go. This is a... This is a. Let's start off with the real story of what happened with Sean Payton. Okay, so Sean Payton was... This is based on a true story. Sean Payton was an NFL coach whose team had a bounty system when they played games where they would be paid more if they injured other teams players like like karate kid like the end of karate kid <laughs> right right but in real life it was and, like a sick game yeah and it he got found out for like yeah. uh being aware of this and maybe instigating it who knows uh, apparently what they said was he uh they found out that he was actively hiding it from the nfl okay so he's covering it up he was covering it yeah so yeah. he got suspended from the nfl for a year only a year because you know <laughs> he's rich yeah something like that <laughs> shouldn't get someone permanently fired but whatever yeah uh so he ended up coaching his son's football team or something in the year that he was off the nfl yeah and maybe rediscovering his passion for football but he was only off a year so i don't think that not really then he just went back and it's not like he learned his lesson i imagine or anything no because this kevin james movie tells that story and it is it's supposed to be like this inspiring true story of like yeah i don't it feels a lot like it's supposed to be like chef the movie chef 
Yeah, where... or just like some inspiring movie where like some guy breaks his leg and then and then learns how to rehabilitate. Yeah, and... it's it's about a workaholic dad who goes. He does not have a good relationship with his son in this movie. That's clear off the top. He yeah. it's implied that he's barely ever met his son because he's off coaching football all year and can't be <laughs> right. bothered. And because he... as we know, the NFL is year round, right? <laughs> <laughs> and he builds up like this rapport with his son and you know helps him his son and the the dorky team that his son plays for you know get better at football and all this and i guess it's supposed to be like a character redemption story but the movie ends with him just like he's like well that was a good year that we had together son uh you know, you could come visit me, like, <laughs> maybe like once or twice a year, yeah. you can come down He's like, to New Orleans or whatever. Yeah, two or three times a year, I talk to your mom, you can, you can come <laughs> hang out for, like, a day. And his kid's like, I love you, dad. Like, they try to paint this guy as this very, like, optimistic figure, like, this yeah. good guy. And it seems, even through the lens of this, like, feel-good family movie... You're watching this the whole time. You're going, this dude sucks. Yeah, this guy, he's a terrible person and he never learns anything. No, because in the final football game of the movie, he, like, puts the kids in danger to win the game. Right. Like the bounty system. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I I was talking about it when we were watching it. I think it would have been a smarter idea if Kevin James's character... It would have been funnier, you know, Kevin James' funny guy, comedy movies, Mm -hmm. if he kept using the bounty system when coaching these kids so then you would have the kids kind of hurting each other a little funny moment i think that's i think that's fair but i think you know according to the criminal penal code of texas um 1.01349 putting children in danger in harm's way actually carries a maximum sentence of up to 15 to 20 years versus you know putting professional adult athletes in danger you know how sorry how do you how are you aware of the texas laws like that like the exact number i just like to keep up to date on criminal codes i think it's you know people like you know, uh, bird watch. I criminal code log, if that makes sense. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Anyways, anyways, home sure. team, uh, you know, solid. No, <laughs> never mind. I'm not solid. It's not solid. It was really bad. I didn't mind it while I was watching it, but I'm also a sucker for sports movies. I know you had a miserable time. I, I had a miserable time watching it because it was so fake and all the emotions were just like, it was all so fake and manufactured. And the emotions that they were trying to convey weren't related to what was actually happening at all. Yeah, it didn't work with... It's just so uncomfortable. Also, Rob Schneider... <laughs> I was about to say yeah. that. He's like a major character. He plays a liberal. <laughs> <laughs> he, he just... He plays like his idea of someone who's left-wing, I guess. He's it's... all into Eastern meditation and shit. Language. Oh, oh. <laughs> we'll, we'll bleep it out. Anyways. It's... Uh, yeah, it's, it's not very funny. Also, Adam Sandler's wife is... Rob Schneider's wife and Kevin right. James's ex-wife. Yeah. But Adam Sandler is in the movie. Oh, and one of Adam Sandler's kids is also in the movie. Like, he... It's Adam a happy Sandler's family always cameos. We've definitely talked about this before, yeah. but Adam Sandler re- himself rarely cameos. I, I imagine it would distract too much or something. There's probably some reason. Yeah, but that's, uh, that's, that's home team. Yeah, I want to talk a little bit about Rob Schneider, because... Uh, oh, right, this is... Yeah. Very recently, his Twitter, he's been going a little ham. Uh, if anybody's aware of the trucker protests going on in our our city our neck of the woods our neck of the woods the freedom convoy Uh, for some reason it has a lot of support from a bunch of americans who oh my god it's almost like american corporate interest (laughs) no i can't get into this (laughs) i cannot get into this just dabble around the point but anyways rob schneider's been tweeting some stuff about uh not letting kids wear masks and uh you know 
very heavily in support of this trucker movement. So I, I've been hitting him some with uh, some replies. You've been you've been you've been stirring the pot with Mr. Schneider. <laughs> He's my, never gonna come on our my show. My objective is to get blocked by him. That, I I've that tried my, that before. Yeah, and I haven't been blocked. No, yet. you know what? I will say he says he's about freedom of speech. He does not block you if you call yeah. him names. So hey, shout out. He's always talking about you know uh, discussion over hate and any damage or anything which i guess is fine but like you know and if you truly believe that rob you will come on our podcast yes and debate it actually come on here we will have an actual political debate that does not reflect the views or opinions of spirit live <laughs> yeah, <laughs> of course it's it's freedom of speech yeah i i would love that let's uh, figure this robert, out robert if you're listening come come on by absolutely okay so here's here's one of his tweets yeah a society that uses children as shields is not a society worth saving Mm -hmm. hashtag unmask our kids you know what's really funny what's that the truckers are bringing kids to the protest that the police can't arrest them in lines by the way once again our political opinions here do not reflect the opinions or values of spirit live or uh the university as an institution yeah yeah. no this is like us uploading to youtube or something you know yeah it's it's not on the provider no this is like genuine that's not sarcasm that's actually yeah this is us just so anyway so he said that and i i respond uh bruh i'd use as many kids shields as i need to defend myself from your horrendous takes you you hit him with the bra <laughs> yeah you know okay, okay. next one next one There's, he sends a video of some governor uh fighting leading the fight to unmask children in old ham county mm-hmm. and he says this made me cry these two years of child abuse and now and i hit him with the what makes me cry rob is having to wake up every morning and remind myself you represent my species <laughs> So, sorry, next one, next one. We're just hitting these out. Okay, he says, when mainstream press is reporting without demeaning or denigrating, it says the tide is shifting. And he just sent a Newsweek article about the freedom trucker protest. Right. So uh, I hit him with, I sometimes wish that the tide would shift so hard that an undercurrent pulls you far, far away from the entertainment industry. Dang. Sorry, gotta hit him with it. You hit him with the bangers. Let me, let me get him with, uh, let me get him with one more. How okay. many times I mean, did you tweet at Rob <laughs> Schneider? I, I, Dude, I were do you it just a lot. Like, like one night you were you just you had enough? Yeah, yeah. So somebody responded to Rob Schneider and he said, I hope you'll realize that Mr. Peterson is paying an extremely high personal price for confronting woke culture. Is this Mr. Peterson? Jordan, Jordan Peterson. Peterson? He the knows he needs left. to, but it's very hard. At Jordan Peterson, thank you. And Rob Schneider responds to this person and says, Mr. Peterson is a man of integrity in a world of sellouts who side with lunatics because they're cowards. So I hit Rob with the, hey, if either you or Jordan Peterson had as much as a tablespoon of integrity, you'd probably both finally shut the f*** up. Yes, that that's that. my final zinger. That's good. Uh, love that guy. Love his opinions. Yeah, he's he's really frustrated, especially because he's commenting um, on our nation's politics and Americanizing them when we are a separate country yes. and already define ourselves far too much by American political interests. Yeah, exactly. Anyways, we're going to enter um, the Emergency yes. Measures Act soon in this country, so <laughs> that's fun. That's what's going on the day the we record this. the podcast is during that. Yeah. There's a lot going... It's hard not to get influenced by politics in our Adam Sandler know, podcast, which is so ridiculous that this is the world we live in. <laughs> well, I mean, look at Rob Schneider. He's like the connection, you know? Yeah. He's if I talked about it. Lord of the Rings for five minutes, I would get into a whole nother stream. <laughs> oh, those we're not getting into it. I can't get anyway. into it. I can't... But... Okay, let's talk about Bulletproof. Yeah. We got those 50 were, minutes Those left. were some bangers. No, we got uh, 20. 20? New new time constraints. Oh, we got 40 minutes? We got 35. 15, okay. 15 is hey, 30. 20. All right, all right. There you go. All right. Okay, bulletproof. Okay, so if you... Uh, I think I mentioned this last year when we finished off the podcast, but Bulletproof is like an action-y movie. It's a buddy cop movie. 
Yeah, which is this, weird. When this started, when we got through the first like 20 to 30 minutes of this movie, I was convinced we had a hidden gem on our hands. Because <laughs> let me tell you, this movie moves. Oh, yeah. It so, felt like it was moving at a mile a minute. So uh, the leads are Adam Sandler and Damon Wayans. Adam Sandler plays Archie Moses and Damon Wayans plays... Damon Wayans plays uh, Rock Kent's. Rock Kent. Who is actually yeah. uh, Detective Jack Carter. I'm gonna call him Carter. So okay. Jack Carter is an undercover detective, uh, and he's befriended Adam Sandler's Archie Moses, and they steal cars together. And then basically one night, Adam Sandler's like, hey, do you want to meet, like, you've always said I have more money than you expect from just stealing cars. I'm doing a little a little drug money under the table. Do you want to meet my boss? A little something something with the guy from Elf. <laughs> What? That's the guy. What? James James Conn? Oh, I never put He's that together. He's the boss of Elf, right? He's Elf's dad. Elf's dad. That's it. That's it. He's Elf's yeah, yeah. real dad. I never put that together. I just know him no, from The Godfather. That's what I knew him from. Okay, fair enough. Um, Yeah, so he's like, you want to make a little extra money? And, you know, being a good undercover cop, uh, Carter's like, uh, I don't know, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Adam's like, nah, come on, it'll be great. So they then you find out at that point that he's an undercover cop. They go meet the the guy. The guy's like, I don't trust you, the elf guy. And he's like, check, I'm not wearing a wire. He's not wearing a wire. Then we're in like a, an automobile they go to like warehouse. A, yeah, a warehouse to do where a they big stuff deal of drugs into cars to I think like it's heroin or something. Yeah. And this is a sting operation where Carter is waiting for the the big guy, James Kahn, to come in. So that uh, they can arrest him, and one of the workers there is just just starts being like, "I don't trust you. You, you look like, <laughs> you look like a cop. You talk like a cop." Yeah. Adam Sandler's like, "This guy's not a cop. He's my buddy. We're boys. He could never be a I've cop." I've known him my whole life. Yeah. yeah, he lifts up Carter's shirt, and at this point, Carter is wearing a wire because he thought he was in the clear. Yeah. Finally. And so everything starts freaking out. All the cops enter. Everyone's getting shot up. It's, it's an going amazing crazy. action scene. Adam runs up some stairs and Carter chases after him. Adam's like, I can't, I can't believe you did this to me. I thought we were friends. He, you know, they're they're chasing. Carter's got him at gunpoint. You're a cop. <laughs> uh, Adam holds like a dog up and he holds a dog at gunpoint. Yeah, he puts a gun to his head. He's like, Don't take another step or I'll shoot this dog. Carter's like, You Where won't does do the dog that. Come you love from, dogs. By the way, that's the first appearance of the dog. It's just in the warehouse. Yeah, I guess so. Meanwhile, one of the cops has shot this crane operator <laughs> in the warehouse, and the crane's going wild. Carter has to turn to shoot someone else who's coming up behind him. So he turns, shoots the guy, turns back to hold Adam at gunpoint so he can be under arrest. Carter has, by the way, made a deal that Adam is not going to get serious jail time because he actually does see him as a friend. Yeah. Holding him at gunpoint, Adam gets bumped in the back by the crane that has gone haywire from the operator, like, falling over on the controls. He stumbles, shoots the gun, and Carter gets shot in the head, like, point blank. Yeah. And... That's like the first 10 minutes of the movie. Yeah, that's... I, I just actually rewatched this scene because then what happens is Adam Sandler runs. Yeah. We cut to uh, Adam Sandler driving out of an office on a motorcycle. Right. Which is, is just like, where does the motorcycle come from? It doesn't make any sense. I think there was a scene cut or something. Yeah. He rides a motorcycle down these metal stairs and out the warehouse. And then he runs into uh, James Conn's The Big Bad Boss. Hits him with his motorcycle. Yeah. But the dog saves him and he gets away. Yeah, exactly. Dog. Always get back to the dog. The dog mm-hmm. comes in at the end, too. It's great. Mm-hmm. So, the movie doesn't hold up here. Like, the pacing continues where 
Yeah, Carter, no, I think the pacing's still going at this point. Yeah, Carter Carter recovers in the hospital. We get a sequence where he falls in love with his physical therapy nurse in the Which hospital. Which is such a trope. He's <laughs> so funny. Yeah, he's back in the the office. He gets a standing ovation. This all happens in like two minutes. Yeah. And then uh, Moses Sandler gets pulled over for, or he gets discovered like passed out from drunk driving. He's trying to drive to Mexico to yeah. new life so, as a bull uh, tamer. Yeah. Bullfighter. So, so he's he's in custody in Arizona. And so apparently he said, Oh, I'll only I'll only like uh come in and turn state witness if Carter is the one to bring me in. So somehow like I figure Adam drove away like right after the warehouse incident. So yeah. somehow within like four days, Carter <laughs> has had his full physical therapy <laughs> and recovered yeah, enough to be that. in the office after getting shot in the head. He goes to meet Adam in Arizona, take him away. When he's walking Adam Sandler to the plane, there's like a big um, entourage of cops to make sure nothing happens. Suddenly, the drug dealers guys pull in on on motorbikes, start shooting up all the cops. Yeah. Adam and Adam and Carter barely make it onto the plane. They get on the plane. Two guys get on the plane with them, shoot the pilot. They're in the <laughs> middle of the air. The plane's falling out of the sky. Adam's like, I can drive a plane. Yeah, but then they're like, you can drive a plane, and it's like, yeah, yeah, and they look at the dashboard, and there's like a bullet in the in the gas uh, yeah. monitor, and he's like, well, not without gas, we can't, it's like somehow shooting the little HUD on the front of the plane makes all the gas run up. So the engines, like, Adam's flying it, and they get up high, and then the engines cut out. It's just and- non-stop. Like, it's it's just- like, they're safe, but it's yeah. like that again and again and again. So Adam lands the plane in the desert. But it, but it tears on a cliff edge. It, it gets so close to the cliff edge that they're like, if they move too close to the front of the plane, it'll fall off. So they have to slowly move to the back and jump off so the plane falls down the cliff and explodes. Right as they jump out, yeah. just in time, and then they're wandering the deserts of Arizona. And that's when the, the plot slows down. But the first 30 minutes of this movie... Yeah, oh my god, I thought it was a masterpiece. I was I was so, like, I, it was a Christmas. I couldn't yeah, believe what yeah. I was seeing. I thought we were in for a, a ride, and I'm not saying the back half is like bad. It just gets a lot slower and more it's a boring, lot under more underwhelming, a lot more dialogue, I guess. Which, of course, you know, you gotta really... do eventually, I yeah. guess. But I didn't find the characters like particularly interesting or the plot. Yeah, yeah. Basically, you know, it's it's a road trip adventure where they kind of rediscover their friendship and they make their way back to the to the city. You're wondering who the mole is that keeps tipping off the location of these two because the drug dealers guys keeps finding them wherever they end up right and um carter keeps calling his boss to be like this is where we are come pick us up but the drug dealers guys always get there first so you're kind of thinking oh the boss is the mole someone's someone's tipping these guys off yeah basically in the end of the movie they end up at the the drug dealer's house there's a big showdown and what you find out is it's the nurse girlfriend right from the physical oh, therapy I forgot about that yeah yeah they've been like i guess like they moved in together at again in like <laughs> four days yeah and uh yeah they they she was she was working for the the drug dealer guy all along wow you the know, whole relationship was a sham trust these days so uh carter lets moses go once the drug dealer is taken care of and then moses ends up in mexico like he wanted He's a bullfighter. They reunite in Mexico with the dog. Yep. Everything is awesome. It's as as a, a Lego character might say about this film. And that's that's bulletproof. Like we spent 
more time on the top because that's the most interesting part. It's it's a really not very good buddy cop movie, essentially. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of weird moments. There's a one sequence where they're in a hotel room together that just gets downright bizarre. In Yeah, yeah. Like, there's part of it is, like, Adam Sandler's handcuffed to a toilet and his face is, like, in the toilet and it's... You know, they they make sure to establish that there is excrement in the toilet. <laughs> it's weird. I mean, a bunch of the humor doesn't hold up to. It's yeah. Like, even like pre two thousands comedy humor is just like you know. It's. I wouldn't say it's funny. I would say it's really interesting if you care about Adam Sandler's like career. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's... definitely a strange gem in Sandler's movies. Like, I would watch this. I'm like above Blended. Oh yeah. A million times over. Better than most of the Happy Madison stuff, just because it's yeah. such like an interesting turn from him too. But I wouldn't necessarily recommend it outright. No, no. I found out this this was also number one in the box office as well. Opening weekend made six million dollars, and then twenty million uh, worldwide. Nice, good. For, so it was a big hit. Proof. But I'd I'd never heard of it before. I think, I mean, yeah, it hasn't like gone down in history as a must no. must see. <laughs> I, it's not shakes the clown. It's not airheads, but it's it's. it's better than most i'd say yeah i'd say it's kind of diehardy like there's a lot of fun practical uh effects was this it's... the movie that we watched where they used the cinemasins ding like six times there was a lot of weird no, sound effects and music that crash. was gardens of the galaxy right oh yeah and boba fett <laughs> yeah but this this they uh there was like they used the same temp music tracks like eight times in the movie yeah. that got kind of frustrating it was a it was scored very strange and i found like uh, some of the the aspects of policing were like a little unrealistic because like carter as a character would just constantly break protocol in terms of like what you're supposed to do in a you know a witness situation where you have a witness that isn't in like you you are protective custody of a witness and there are potential threats coming at you you're supposed to get to a safe house instead of doing what he was doing where it was constantly being on the move i thought that was a little unrealistic and they could have done more research there personally anyways i yeah yeah anyways uh it was a good movie Um, so we finished this movie and we're like cool we're good to we're good to record yeah (laughs) and then i'm like looking into the movie and i see a poster for a bulletproof two oh this movie does not star Adam Sandler. No, nor okay. Damon the original Wayans. movie came out in like 1996. Bulletproof yeah. Two came out in 2020. Yeah, this is a recent recent <laughs> film. Um, no we watched it today. Oh, there is another Sandler connection beyond just the the name of the movie, which is that one of the writers for this wrote Airhead. Right. Or Airheads. Okay. 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 But it essentially has nothing to do with the original beyond this movie make because it's it's new cast members playing the same characters its conceit is that these two guys are who the original movie was based on and that original movie is in universe a movie based on these characters yeah like they have magazine covers where it's like meet the meet the real life heroes behind bulletproof (laughs) but like everything that happened in bulletproof happened to them in real life yeah and oh it's so like the whole plot of the movies they have to go undercover again and the the undercover never makes sense to me because these two people like they use archie moses's real name and it's like well if you google archie moses like there's a movie about the fact that this person is an undercover cop and yeah it's again this plot is about the fact that they're cops and nobody knows right yeah it's so, very important that the villains don't find out the mo- this is a really bad buddy cop movie. Like, actually, as I like action movies. Yeah. So this was probably the worst movie we've ever watched on this show for me. I- absolutely. I think this is the worst piece of garbage. Like, 
I not only is it is it filmed horribly. There's it's so many Dutch funny. angles. The entire thing is tilted. The entire movie. Yeah, yeah. It's also like male gaze. The movie. Oh, the female characters are written like actually. It's actually offensive. This is like a 14 year old boy wrote this movie. Like just got a hold of the script and just inserted like as many naked women or women in in compromising situations and women who inexplicably were attracted to the protagonist and would like create explicit situations at every opportunity. It was just so awful. I I, like, actually I think it's the, the like most evil film. It's evil. It's, It's evil. It, it's demonic. It felt weird. Like I, I didn't feel good watching it. Just it. Like, it was cringe. Like yeah, embarrassing. Very over the top violence. Very over the top everything. Very over the top yeah. dialogue with a lot of cursing and like language. Look, I'm not like a prude. Like I don't really. No, no, it wasn't like it wasn't like clever cursing yeah. or anything like that. People would just say the effort like every second. Yeah, or they talk about genitalia every second. It's like okay, I'm trying to say these in like scientific terms no, so we don't have to censor it. <laughs> yeah, but it's just like okay, cool. Like it's not it's like, funny. Yeah, keep talking about. It's like, are you gonna make a joke? Or are you just gonna mention something that is a body part, a body part, or offensive? Yeah. Oh, I'm saying the body part that's taboo. Oh, ha, ha. you know, you couldn't make bulletproof too today. <laughs> yeah. In 2022, I, no way that would fly. It is not good. I don't don't watch it. Yeah, really, don't watch that one. That's most disappointing. But maybe sequel. watch it if you're a fan of Bulletproof. Maybe yeah, check it if out. If you're a fan of just absolute and, garbage, just and go check that out. Another fun connection. One of another actor from Elf is in this film. Um, oh right, the the store manager. <laughs> yeah, the store manager from Elf uh, does take over the role of Detective Carter in this movie. So. Yeah. You know, if if you are a big Elf fan, the Bulletproof franchise has a lot of familiar faces for you to enjoy. So, wow. just yeah. needs Will Ferrell and Peter Dinklage. <laughs> well, he's coming in in the third one. Okay, okay. Oh, I'm excited for that. That's going to be coming out in 2040. My, my pitch for Bulletproof 3, which I came up with, if anyone like if anyone in Hollywood is listening, oh, I will yeah, yeah, yeah. I will write this script for free. The pitch for Bulletproof 3 is the the two characters we established in this film that are the real Carter and Moses. Meet the actors Adam Sandler and Damon Wayans, yeah, and they all get tied into a a L.A. based criminal investigation together. That would be amazing. I think it's called Bull Three Proof. Yes. And yeah, yeah. Or Bull, replace the E in Bullet with Three. That's what Bull Three Proof. That's oh what yeah, you're right. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I sorry, I, I spelled no, it no, phonetically. No, no. That's my bad. Got it. Anyways, uh, yeah, I do want this to be made, and you know. Maybe I can give you some notes on the accurate uh, policing methods because th- this was messy. Uh, I mean, thank God there were no cops around when we were watching these, right, Max? Because of... <clears throat> that would be weird. I don't really hang out with any cops. Yeah, but because, like, you know, the... Uh, like, we didn't... Like, we couldn't find it on any streaming service, so... Well, yeah, yeah. I did have to... Um, I did have to pirate it off of a, a website. I, I downloaded it. So you downloaded it illegally, is what you're saying? Yeah, I get it. But I mean, what's illegal these boys, days? Boys, boys. What? Jeremy, what are you Come doing? Come on in. We Jeremy, got him. Oh my god! Jeremy! Jeremy, hold on, you Don't do this to me! I started this company! No! That's why we always wear a wire, folks. Anyways, thank you so much for listening to The Sandler Files this week. Uh, I'm going to spin the wheel alone because Max is in jail now. And uh, we'll see what we're watching. I'm I'm watching by myself next week. Next week's gonna be a one man show. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I'll I'll be back next week. 
for my one-man performance review of uh, True Memoirs of an International Assassin, the Netflix original starring the ghost of max is telling me not to watch it no, it's bad starring it's really kevin bad. james we'll uh we'll see you guys next oh, no, time putting me in the cop car whoop whoop was that that's our police siren okay see you next week hey folks jeremy here just wanted to come in at the end uh and just uh talk about a really serious issue um in this week's episode uh you might have noticed we did make light of very serious topics, including uh, something that is very personal to us, uh, internet piracy. And we just want to be clear that uh, pirating media content is in no uncertain terms absolutely not a joke. It's a very... It's despicable. It's despicable. Max, Max is here, uh, and he just wants you to know it's despicable. I'm here. To, I'm back from prison just to say this. Yeah. Um, there, this is part of his community it's, service. It's probably one of the most harmful harmful things you can do for your community is, is steal... Uh, uh, an 80 minute film from a large corporation that no uh, one cares about opinion. please please know that we do not condone pirating media content absolutely not do not share easily replicable <laughs> do not share easily uh, copyable uh, digital files because it is it don't is, copy that floppy it's morally bankrupt and you are a bad person if you do it and you will go straight to jail just like my good friend Max Dreesen I've learned my lesson anyways uh, thank you and we just wanted to be clear that this is a serious topic not to be made light of it